And what you say, let's just do what that song says. Let's just thank the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I believe we can praise our way through sorrow and situations that come our way because he's a present helper in the time of need. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. turn our attention this will be our morning worship the Lord's willing we'll all be out by 11 o'clock that'll give you plenty of time to go home and then go to the funeral home this afternoon I'm reading from Philippians the first chapter and I'll read verses 12 through 14 and then I'll pick up with verse 19. But I would, you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds are much more bold to speak the word without fear than verse 19. For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. According to my earnest expectation and my hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but that with all boldness as always, so now also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be by life or by death. For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I would not. For I'm in a strait betwixt two, having desire to depart, and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you all for your furtherance and joy of faith, that your rejoicing may be more abundant in Jesus Christ for me by my coming to you. Only let your conversation be as it were becometh the gospel of Christ, that whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may bear of our, your affairs that ye stand fast in one spirit, 
and one mind, striving together in the faith of the gospel. Please notice verse 28. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you of salvation and that of God. I want you to especially notice the verses 12 and 19. I would you should understand, brethren, that the things which happened to me. And then in verse 19, for I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I want to speak to you with the help of God on uh, this subject today, what to do when it's tough all over. What to do when it's tough all over. There's something about the providential arrangements in life are so amazing. But the most amazing thing is the amazing grace of God to keep us. He said, I have arranged this, whatever this is. And what you are going through, but what are you going to do about it when it's tough all over? The Bible says that the steps of a good man are directed by the Lord, so much so that they are ordered in the road of life that God has placed angels at the place where you could stumble to lift you up over that stone. I'm so happy for the angelic presence of God I feel in this service right here today. These tough times that we go through will serve to make us better or bitter, blistered or blessed. Paul is saying, don't worry about life. He said, it's better that I be with the Lord, far better. He's really saying, be careful for nothing. Then he goes on to say, hold your peace or just shut down your business of worry and turn it all over to God because God will fight your battles. And when God picks up the sword and the shield and he shods himself in a warrior's armor, you need never fear he's going to win. I may lose a battle now and then, but I'm not going to lose the war because I got the captain on my side and he knows how to attack my enemy head on and win the victory. And the last enemy is the enemy of death, and he attacked that head on, and he won the victory over death, hell, and the grave. And he says, because I have overcome, you shall overcome also. Hey, we're overcomers today. Are you happy that you are an overcomer? In fact, he said, refer your life to God to lengthen it or to shorten it as he pleases. For the scripture says, for my times are in his hands. 
And that's good hands. That's hands that hung the world. That's hands that reached out and healed the sick and raised the dead. And that's the same power that's going to raise the dead in the rapture when that trumpet sounds and it speaks like this, Come, my fair one, and enter ye into the joys of the Lord forevermore. In fact, Ezra 3 and 4 says, He's there according to the business that every day requires. He's always there. He's never absent, he's there. That's why we pray, as they prayed in Matthew 6, and the Lord taught them to pray, 32 through 34. Give me this day, for he's there in that day that I need him to give me. This is why he teaches, don't borrow troubles and add them to your trouble. Because if you do, you got trouble on top of troubles or you got double trouble. So don't bar troubles from tomorrow. Don't bar from tomorrow's evils. If one does, this is called a birthing or a burr then some. And we don't need a burr then some. We already got a burr. But thanks be to God, he's able to make it easy riding on any steed that we have to ride, he's able to gentle that situation and to keep us in the love and in the fear of God. Aren't you glad we're serving that kind of God today? It says, do the work of today in its day and let tomorrow bring its work along with it. In other words, what he's trying to tell us here is don't anticipate trouble trouble's gonna come anyway but he said I am your peacemaker I am your God I am your strength and I give peace in time of sorrow and this peace I give unto you that no man can give but I give it unto you this you don't get with a shot or, or with a walk around the block or, or something else. You get this right straight from God. When he stretches forth his hands, he don't say, please be still. He commands it, be still, be still. And I believe today that there is a stillness of God in a person's heart when he trusts in God. And my trust is in God and not in man. My faith is in God and not in man. Thank God for that faith that was once delivered to the saints and to the household of God. In fact, Paul is really telling us, don't be your own tormentors. There's torment enough without tormenting yourself on what maybe you could have done or whatever, but don't torment yourself over anything. Daily prayer will cause you to be able to face daily problems. That's the reason it's so important to pray. What to do when it's tough all over? Just keep praying. Keep a praying. And the Bible says praying in the Holy Ghost, building up your most holy faith. In other words, keep your hands up to God, not in surrender, but in praise and in glorifying him. Saying hallelujah and glory to his name. You're bringing me through this, Lord. 
Oh, hallelujah. In fact, you got a place to bring your problems to that most people don't. Like the little widow woman, the Shumanite woman, uh, when she had trouble, her son had passed away in the field, a uh, uh, sunstroke. She had a place to bring that boy to. She had built a room. She built for trouble. She built for a problem. She built for a miracle, and it happened. And let me tell you, that's what we're doing today. We're building for the time to come. We're building for a miracle. And I believe right now we are at the edge of a miracle in the church of the true and the living God. We are there. And all we got to do is look up because our redemption draweth nigh. Everybody say praise the Lord. The hardest lesson of all that a Christian, uh, I believe, has to learn is the very one that Christ learned at Gethsemane. How to accept what I cannot understand and still be able to say, God, I still love you and I continue to place my trust in you. I still got my confidence in you. I may not understand it, but I still trust you. Everybody say, praise God. I heard a man say the other day, I don't know why God did this to me. He didn't know how to accept what he could not understand. If you will cling, I'm trying to tell you what to do when it's tough all over. If you will cling to the old rugged cross, someday after a while, when morning comes, because you've lived by faith, the sun's going to come up in the morning and you'll understand it better by and by. Oh, let's thank God because that day of understanding is coming. I'm looking through a glass darkly now, but then I'm going to know as I am known when everything is complete and the child likenesses of my faith will be done away with and I'll see the whole of things. The rainbow will be around about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. When Job was having his troubles, the one nearest to him asked this question. Do you still retain your integrity? What hurts God most, I believe, is the one nearest to him to question doubtfully his holy design. I really believe that. I believe Job's wife said, what the three friends wanted to say and just sit there and said nothing. Have you ever been around people like that? This is what she was saying. Why don't you, she said curse God and die, but what that really means, why don't you tell God farewell? Why don't you throw in the towel? It's tough. I feel like what the disciples said in their time, to whom shall we go? 
If I throw in the towel, where in the world am I going? Oh, hallelujah. In tough times, I believe that's the time to just hold on like a leech. Hold on. Help's are coming. And it's not going to be long off. It's on its way. Don't give up. Already hear the call from home right now. Come home, my child, my faithful one, my true one, and enter into the joys of the Lord forevermore. But thank God Job had an answer for. He said, what? After all God has done for me and you telling me to tell him farewell because of what I'm going through, what he really told her said, you're so soon to forget God's goodness and mercies and blessings. Job said, thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. That is, what? Shall we receive good at the hand of God and shall not we receive both bad or evil? In fact, the Bible says in all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. He might have thought some things, but he didn't speak it. He kept his integrity with God. Job had learned his lesson well, how to accept what he could not understand and still be able to say, though he slay me, though he slay me, Yet will I trust him. Is that how you feel today? That's what to do when it's tough all over. Get a grounded faith, Brother Krosky, and say, Lord, though you knock me out, I'm still going to trust you because the same hand that knocked me out can raise me up again. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. Let's say it one more time. He said, I will see him and I will understand when the mystery is unfolded and the battle plan is over. I will understand. What Job was really saying to his wife and trying to be kind, and there's some things it's hard to be kind with when you're trying to correct something. He says, you, and her name was Dana, D-I-A-N-A, -A, you speak as the foolish people speak in that you say there is no God in this. The foolish says there is no God. And you're talking just like the foolish and you're saying there is no God in this situation. But I believe God's in everything. I really do. I can speak from experience on what I have gone through in my life. I believe God is in everything. For instance, the three Hebrew boys believed that God was even in the fire. And what did they do when it was tough all over? They said, we're just not going to bow down. Fire or no fire. 
we're going to trust God. And because they did, the fourth man got in the fire with them and set them free and brought them out. And let me tell you, if you're, when it's tough all over, if you just won't bow down, don't bow down. Keep standing. Get a position. Get on the rock. And you're going to come out of there. You're going to come out of there. Everybody say hallelujah. And look at old Daniel. He kept praying anyway. It got tough in that kingdom. But when it got tough all over, he said, he just raised his window a little higher and hollered louder. Oh, Lord God Almighty, come to my rescue. There's lions out there, but you know how to tame them. He kept praying. Woo! He kept holding on to God. And that's what we got to do when it's tough all over. We got to keep a praying. My Lord have mercy. Even fools say that there was no God in Christ. Well, pray tell me if it wasn't. Who was that raised Lazarus from the dead? Nobody but God quickeneth the dead. Who was that give that man his sight back? If there was no God in Christ, the Bible says to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached to the Gentiles. Who was preached to the Gentiles in Acts 10? Jesus Christ. God was in Christ. Then it said he was received up in the glory. Who was received up in the glory? Acts 1, 8, and 9. Who was it? Somebody tell me loud. Who was it? Yes, sir. And pray tell me who in the world is this living in me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what our attorney, uh, attorney not eternal, but... <laughs> Attorney General said the other day, Gust, you might have read that article. It's about prayers in the schools. He says, uh, it's all right to pray to God, but don't pray to Christ. That sounds like antichrist to me. But let me tell you, if you pray to God, you've got to address him by his name. You got to come to the mediator, which is between God and man, and his name is Jesus Christ. He's the only door to heaven. Oh, let's raise our hands and love him. Say that again, Sister Bear. Stand up and say it. Few more of you stand up and say it, will you? Are you happy you know that God is in Christ?
Just keep a praying. Keep your faith. Keep trusting. Keep walking. Keep loving. Keep faithful. Woo! My Lord, have mercy. And I'm going to cut out some of this. But boy, it's all good. <laughs> I'm bragging on myself. <laughs> you know, when you get dilapidated like me, nobody else does much. You better do it. All right. Second Corinthians 4 says, we are knocked down, but we're not knocked out. Oh, there's a lot of times I've been knocked down. But thank God I came up again by the grace of God. In fact, the supreme characteristic of a Christian is not that he does not fall. But every time he falls, he rises again. Because we're fighting a good fight and our faith fights for us. Yes, we're pressured on every point. Sometimes we're hemmed in. But uh, in closing, I want to tell you this today. When it's tough all over, let's, uh, I think I use this time or so, probably use it 10 or 12 more if I live. Let's, let's be like the old frog that got in the churn. <laughs> He said, what in the world am I going to do about this? This is tough times. <clears throat> and uh, one of them said, well, I'm just going to give up. And he went to the bottom. <clears throat> the other one said, well, I'm going to paddle a while. So he paddled and he paddled. And the next morning, he was on the top of a big old pound of butter. And he said, pass the biscuits. <clears throat> That's what to do when it's tough all over. Keep paddling. Oh, hallelujah. You just got to keep paddling. <clears throat> or be like old Jerry Clyer's mule. Fell in the well, and his owner wanted to uh, bury him right there because he couldn't get him out. But... Uh, the mule had another idea. I'm not going to drown here and die, be buried here. <clears throat> so what he did, every time they put a wheelbar load of dirt on him, he just shook and he stoned. And, and he just kept a bringing it and piling it in on him. He kept a shaking and the stomping until he walked his way out of that well. That's what to do when it's tough fall over. Shake them old spirits off. Say, I can't make it. And rise up and make it. Everybody say hallelujah. Let's <clears throat> all stand. God bless you. What to do when it's tough fall over. Keep praying. Keep fasting. Keep trusting. Keep faithful. Keep believing. Keep standing on the word. Oh, God, today I'm so thankful for your mercies. <coughs> so thankful for your truth. So thankful for your power. 
so thankful for your love and your compassion. Keep us, we pray, God. When it's tough all over, give us grace to stand. And everybody say in Jesus' name.